the Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Make sure you find the Raptor Show wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe and please rate and review the show. A reminder, we're streaming live on Sportsnet's YouTube channel and airing live on Sportsnet 360, Monday to Friday from 2 to 3 p.m. I'm your host, Wayne Malou. Joining me in studio today in uh, in place of Alex Wong is a uh, friend of the program, Big V, Big Jacob, Vivek Jacob of Raptors.com. What's going on, man? Nothing much, man. Just looking forward to this stretch run. Mm. Should be some good basketball, some intense games, some games with stakes, real stakes. Oh, there were stakes for yesterday's game for sure. And yeah, you you were you were definitely into oh. it. <laughs> I mean, I, let's let's be let's be clear. I'm into the game like that every game. Yeah, but but no, no, no you're you're in like playoff form now. Oh, like, okay. I didn't know there was another level. <laughs> no, there's always a next level with okay. you. Okay. <laughs> oh man. Well, that's good to know. Um Shouts to Raptors PR once again. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for the booth. It's it's like a prison cell up there. It's actually it's good. It's good. I, I need that solitary confinement um, based on sort of the uh, the approach I take towards this coverage. But no, I mean seriously though, um, big win last night, and that's where we're gonna start. Um, you know, with uh, the, the win last night. I mean, look, we got to start in the fourth quarter. That was awesome. The Raptors won the fourth quarter, uh, thirty four to twenty six. I really consider that thirty four to twenty four. By the way, because Patrick Beverly got himself a little extra bucket at the yeah. end there. That yeah. meant nothing. So congrats to Patrick Beverly, who, by the way, uh, walked into the arena. I saw the the tunnel walk in, right? So the first bus came in for the Bulls mm-hmm. and whatever. All those guys were sort of like walking together. And Patrick Beverly was leading the line, holding a basketball and like pounding it. And he's just like, I'm ready to go. And I was like, man, I've seen NBA players pull up in a lot of things. Like we've seen the tunnel walks yeah. these days. Yeah. Someone walking in with the basketball, that just screams like I'm ready to play. And then he had uh, six points. Before the bucket at the end, so eight points. Tone setter. He set that tone, man. He was leading that line too, holding <laughs> the basketball. I was like, oh wow, it's like a school trip over here, man. But you, but you upped your pregame routine. It's, what do you it's mean? beyond. It's beyond the warmups now. Now you're huh? uh, examining, you know, everyone coming in through off the bus. Uh, that that just so happened to be the time that I, I was at the arena. Okay. To be honest, uh, okay. that was a fortunate one. Also, it was interesting because we had gotten the alerts on our phone that like, oh, the Raptors signed Will Barton, and they had cut Wancho. Right. And we'll get to that in the second half of the program. Um, but then I was like, oh, okay, that's, that's cool. I'm thinking about sort of the ramifications. And then I'm walking through where the media room, like we have to walk past the Raptors locker room. Um, and, and there's a brief moment where we're sort of in the same tunnel with the players. And then I'm look, looking over my shoulder and I was like, oh, that's Will Barton right there. Walking out with Malachi about to go warm up and in full Raptors gear. And I was like, this is like the Raptors, like. This is like Amazon. This is beyond Amazon Prime. This is like the old <laughs> old days where you would like drive to the store, just pick it up and bring it home. Yeah, ready like, to go. That's like the. It's like when you go to a store and you wear it off the rack and you get it. <laughs> like it was so quick the, the way they got him into the roster. So yeah, but good game. Good game last night though. Good game. You could tell the importance of it. Um, Raptors got the new starting five, but let, let's start with the fourth quarter. Um, yeah. Scotty Barnes, that defense in the fourth quarter really got everyone involved. Really got everyone going. What did you see from that? I think I just saw him ramp up his intensity, his energy to another level, right? Mm. And I think uh, when you look at last season, the way he closed out the second half of the season, uh, the way we got a little taste of what he is capable of in the playoffs and and that type of atmosphere, Mm. I think that's what we're going to see from Scotty Barnes the rest of the way, right? Like when we talk about these high-stakes games um, and him really looking forward to that opportunity, I think he will recognize the moment and this is the stuff that he seems to live for. All yeah. his play has indicated that, right? Like 
we call him. I mean, I don't know how much we're going to be calling him fourth quarter B, but <laughs> I mean, we got fourth quarter. Scotty's like a real thing. Like it's, yeah. it's like statistically a real thing. It's, yeah. it's his best quarter. And so uh, I think the way he led the charge defensively mm-hmm. and Thad Young was talking about this at practice today where he does not worry at all about Scotty's offense if he brings that intensity defensively. Gotcha. Because right. when Scotty is locked in on that level defensively, the offense is just going to come no problem. Because mm-hmm. then you're getting out in transition, you're getting all these easy looks. And so whether it's him taking it all the way, whether it's him blocking the shot, then leading the break, dishing it off to Pascal for an easy lay, and all, all those things are going to come. So, uh, yeah, Nick Nurse called it inspirational. I think that's exactly what it was. He, Everyone kind of rallies around that and those types of plays. And frankly, the crowd rallied around it too because mm, it was yeah. a bit of a quiet night. And then all of a sudden, Scotty really gets into it and the crowd gets going. And I think all of that lifted the team, lifted the atmosphere. And then the Raptors came away with the dub. Yeah, I mean, I think fourth quarter, uh, that defense, I mean, look, first off, the, the Raptors fan base, and I think that the, just the... Uh, the identity of sort of like what Toronto sports looks for, like everyone really rallies around the guys that play super hard, right? I mean, like there's no comparison really being made between Bismack Biombo and Scotty Barnes, but you remember how much of a fan favorite a guy like, you know, Bismack was, right? Yeah. And to see Scotty tap into that next gear defensive in the fourth quarter was really fun because it wasn't even just like, okay, yes, he's, he's blocking four shots, which is really good for the fourth quarter. Yep. And he had to because of the fact that, uh, you know, he was playing center a lot of those ma- lineups because of Jakob Pertl didn't even get back into the game in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. That's how good he was doing on the defensive end. Um, but you have Scotty, who's also able to switch out on Nikola Vlusevic. He, he had a, a couple possessions where he ran him off the three-point line and, and contained him, forced him to tough shots in the mid-range. He had lots of possessions where he switched on to DeMar as well and contain yeah. DeMar on the drives. And you know how hard that is. DeMar mm-hmm. is so crafty, especially when attacking a switch. Uh, you saw opportunities where he was contesting for big rebounds against Andre Drummond, right? You saw him coming in for the blocks. You saw him even at the last possession there where the Raptors were up four, but you still want to play some defense, right? So I think the Bulls might have had one more timeout as well. And so they're looking for the three, and they're going to Zach Levine, who's their best three-point shooter. And it was Scotty who switched out on Zach Levine, contested the shot without fouling as well. When you just look at across the board, it's just like, man, he really did a little bit of everything on defense, and he did it all with such, like, energy, where a lot of these plays, he would, like, block the shot, get the rebound, and then push as well. And so I think my question to you, and we just literally heard this, and we were watching Nick Nurse's press conference, um, the replay. Uh, you are, you was already there last night, but um, why can't we get this more often? I think the instinct is always to ask for more, right? If we can get fourth quarter Scotty for the whole game, he'd be an all-star already. Right, yeah. So how do we get him into that moment where he can access more of this level of play earlier in the games? Yeah, I think as far as this season is concerned, I'm a little bit past asking that question in the sense that you might need to accept it for what it is and mm-hmm. have the teammates around him just recognize, okay, well, this is kind of how Scotty just plays the game. Mm-hmm. And so if you're Fred, if you're OG... Um, obviously Pascal is going to be Pascal and Pirtle is going to do his thing. But I think especially if you're Fred and OG, you should probably recognize those first uh, that first half. Mm-hmm. That's an opportunity for you to be really assertive, mm. right? Because okay. Scotty's just kind of getting into the flow and that has been his nature, right? And so I think I've shifted off, you know, when is it going to be like that for Scotty all four quarters? I think 
that to me now is more of an off-season question in terms of getting him to that level. Um, and so the rest of the way, I really want to see Fred and OG assert themselves early right. as Scotty is sort of, you know, feeling out the game. And then fourth quarter, this is what we've come to expect. Yeah. No, I mean, look, I, I think, look, energy-wise, it probably would be tough to play like that the whole four quarters. I don't think he has that kind of endurance, maybe, yeah. especially to do that over the course of an 82-game season. But um, I don't know. There is something where it just feels like like a competitiveness kicks in with him. Like, sometimes it's like a bad call goes his way, or sometimes somebody roasts him a little bit on offense or something like that. And it, it just, like, it gets him going into a different sort of space. And, and yeah, we've seen it happen a couple of times here. I mean, like, again, you look at the first half for Scotty Barnes, it wasn't like he had... A good game at all. He, first half, he, last night, he was 1 of 5 from the field, 1 assist, 1 turnover, 1 steal, right? And, you know, we, we just know how much better he can play. And we obviously saw that in the fourth quarter. Of course, you, your instinct is to ask for more. What did you make of the, the strategy, though, to to not bring back Jakob and to play smaller against the team, against the Bulls, who that's kind of counterintuitive, right? They're, they're either playing Vucevic in the middle or they're playing Drummond off the bench. They got a consistent center in there at all times but the Raptors were actually able to close out strong by going smaller and using that to their advantage. Yeah, I mean, I, I think for one, they just needed the shooting out there okay. and that element uh, that Gary brings. And then on top of that, I think uh, on the defensive end, they needed to match what the Bulls bring with their guards. Okay. And I think when you look at uh, the Bulls guards last night, Pat Beverly, seven rebounds, Caruso four rebounds. You got, uh, you know, Dosumu with six rebounds. Mm. So uh, with Jakob going up against Vucevic, right, the challenge was really how the team rebounding was going to come through. Sure. Yeah. And, and so I think once you got to a stage where you felt like you had managed that, I think it was really about keeping those guards off the glass. And so I think having, you know, just more speed across the court um, helped. And I think that's, what you saw with, you know, especially with Scotty just able to hold his own inside mm -hmm. and get those blocks and whatnot. Um, I think that's what played into that. Yeah. No, it was interesting because I, I think that, first off, that is something that the Raptors have been playing that style all season, right? So um, it's not a surprise. I'm sure they're kind of used to it as well. Um, but obviously with Jacoproto in the lineup, it feels like the Raptors have been consistently going to him to close games and they should be, right? But yeah. now they have that option. They can go to Jakob. They can play big. And I, to be honest, when I was watching this game, I was like looking at my watch or looking at the big clock on the Jumbotron and being like, when are Pascal and Jakob going to come back in? Because, you know, they were playing both uh, doing really well. Yeah. Um, but only Pascal came back in. Jakob never did come back in. And I thought that, you know what, for Nick, that was that's an option that he's going to have going forward, right? He can close small. He can close big. And now the opposing team has to plan for two strategies. Yeah. Right? You have the regular for the first three quarters. Jakob Proto was tethered to... Nikola Vucevic's minutes. Anytime Vucci came in, you know, you also had uh, Yak come in. Also, I don't... Does people call him Vucci? I just... I, just, <laughs> I mean, that, that seemed to start in... <laughs> in the room last night, so... Yeah, okay, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Vucci? we keep that one there. Yeah, all right. Um, you know, he honestly didn't play well enough to deserve the Vucci name yesterday, although he did have 9 of 14, or no. I think 23 points, but you have these two different looks now, and you can sort of choose the one to go to them, and yeah, I think... You're right. Like they not only were they contained the, the guards uh, in terms of on the glass, um, they did a really great job of cutting Demar off and not getting him a lot of looks driving downhill where he could be so dangerous. We know how clutch Demar Derozan is, especially since yeah. joining the Chicago Bulls. Uh, the Raptors did a really good job containing him, and you know Nick with a great challenge as well. Um, that was clutch. That and, was and that again, was a huge play. Huge 
performance from OG defensively. Yeah, that yeah. You you needed to get that call right mm. where that could have been his fifth, um, would have been an and one for Demar, and so yeah. you get that switched, uh, going the other way, going for you, and you keep OG on the court, and so you look at Demar, he's limited, uh, to thirteen points, five of eleven, and OG talked about how so much of the work with Demar mm-hmm. comes before he catches. Yeah, right just literally trying to get him to not catch the ball. Right. And so uh, then, obviously, OG knows enough about his pump fake, is not falling for those. So now <laughs> yep. DeMar's forced into a situation where he's got to kick it out if OG's on top of it. And so I, I think that was instrumental in the win. Mm-hmm. And then, again, I look at the glass. Like, obviously, Pascal's going to get you the boards. He gets eight. But OG gets eight. Scotty gets eight. Fred gets you six. Thad Young, five. Gary Trent Jr. off the bench with five. How did so, that happen, by the way? You, you rarely <laughs> see five in the in the box score for for Gary. Yeah, but I think again, that's recognizing that, hey, Chicago, the way they play, you've got Jakob Pertl handling Vucevic. Yeah, so it's going to come down to everyone else right. holding down their own, mm-hmm. right? And so, Fred also talked about pre Jakob Pertl, we had to send two to the big mm-hmm. because yeah. it was just really difficult to one play for one player to deal with that. Yeah. And now you don't have to do that anymore. Well, so speaking of which, <laughs> one intrepid reporter did ask Fred about Yakov's presence and how that's changed the team. We got that clip here for you. It helps. <laughs> yeah, it helps. It helps a lot. Uh, again, Yak was was a great again tonight. Um, he let he let a couple of still a couple of his rebounds, so his rebounds a little low. But um, other than that, you know, it's just he's just a you know a treat to have, obviously on both ends of the floor. Who asked that question? I don't think I've ever been described as intrepid before. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> well, how would you like but, to be described? No, no, no I'm saying. Oh, cool. you like it? It's okay. Added right. to the resume. All right. <laughs> Big, big Jakob. <laughs> We're also changing your name. Vivek Jakob from now on. <laughs> what's the, what's, anyway. Um, but yeah, no, he, he's, been, he's been huge. And I think that, um, but you know. But what's funny about this yeah. clip is, like, all these guys, the second you ask them a question about Jakob, yeah. it's just like this complete expression of relief. Right, because Fred's laughing at the <laughs> clip, like, right? Yeah. You can hear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's just like, man. <laughs> it, like, you could see him, like, just thinking back. I mean, mm. Like, man, we had to work so hard yeah <laughs> and no. now yeah well they have these options now right and again like the bulls yesterday um they had a lot of seven footers out there and they were able to play them twice a, 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 in two ways and look listen I, I do think that there probably is a portion of it where it's like if scotty played center last night like the way the raptors had played for a large part of the winter here in december and january with scotty at center um and he had to battle Vucevic and then battle Drummond for the first three quarters. I don't think he has the energy in the legs to play and fly around the way he did in the fourth quarter Absolutely as well. Not. So, yeah, no, it, it's interesting. I mean, what have you made overall of sort of Jakob and, and sort of the stability and, and the clarification of the roles that uh, the Raptors um, have been able to play with him back in the lineup now? I think, number one, it finally settles what that starting five question is. Right, because we, we got an answer yesterday. Gary was going to the bench. Yeah. Yeah. And... There's no doubt that those five players are the best five. Mm. And so you look at Fred, OG, Scotty, Pascal, Jakob. In terms of talent, in terms of ability, experience, no one is supplanting those five. Yeah. Right. And so for Gary, it's very clear what his role is. 
the rest of the season. Precious is very clear what his role is the rest of the season. By the way, I'll throw Precious into that mix too. I know Nick calls it six starters, but I could definitely see the possibility where Precious is having one of those big nights. He is part of that closing five. Okay. Right? Um, And so uh, I think that's another intriguing option. So it stabilizes the bench rotation and, and, you know, it, it also makes it easier for Nick in terms of which of the starters he's keeping out there at all times, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Two of who. Um, and so I think the bench is stabilized, the starters are clear, and so everyone knows what they're coming in to do, yeah. right? Like Precious, Chris, the rest of the season, they know they're coming in to be that tag team duo mm. uh, and impact the game the way we know they usually can. Um, wasn't quite to the same effect, but Chris Boucher came came through late. Oh, right? yeah. Like those threes he hit were massive. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was late third, early fourth. Yeah. Those were important threes that he hit. So shouts to him for that. And then, you know, then you have those wild cards that come in on a given night and give you something that is important. Thad Young, yesterday, it could be Will Barton mm-hmm. down the line. You know, you throw in a Jeff Doughton who's played well. So those are the X factors uh, that might come into play on a given night. But now I think just the stability of the rotation, the clarity that, hey, Jacoperto is your starting center. And obviously, you know, the next four, everything trickles down from there. Yeah, I, I think my thing is just everyone looks really solid in their roles, right? Like, I, I think that... Because um, everyone knows what their role is. Yeah, you have a dependent... Exactly, right? But you have that dependability with each guy now. And um, yeah, no, I, I think it was a question. I don't know if Nick was dodging it. By the way, pregame, because so also the decision I made pregame, Typically at 545, I would join you in the interview room and Nick Nurse would come speak before the game. However, I saw Will Barton was out there and I'm like, it's time for the Will. You know, I got I to gotta look at the pregame shooting. I got to right. look at the warm-up report. Priorities. So I was like, no, I'm sorry, Nick, but I'm going to watch Will Barton, an 11-year veteran, go through for his warm-ups, okay? <laughs> um, so, you know, I chose to do that. So I wasn't there pregame. When, I'm sure you guys asked Nick about what his starting five was going to be. Did he give an answer or did he play coy again? No. He played coy. Again, man. <laughs> Why does he do this? You know who you're going to start with. Did he, did he say like, oh, I'm still deciding last minute already? No, like, literally he said, I got to check one more thing. <laughs> what do you mean, man? No, Nick. This guy, this guy coming up with excuses is incredible. And then, he just so, never tells you a starting lineup. It's Nicky Nurse, baby. Oh, it's literally Nicky Nurse, baby. It's one of his signature go-tos, man. And it's like was funny, guy with one of the reporters retorted, retorted with, are you checking for a pregnancy? Like, <laughs> oh man, that's a good that's a good line. <laughs> oh man, so no, yeah. yeah, Nick Nick's gonna keep it quiet, but mm-hmm. you know, I think he's excited by what uh, Will Barton could potentially bring to this team. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, Herbie, by the way, up to four languages spoken last night. Oh man, <laughs> oh he was going. Herbie off. is on fire. Oh uh, yeah, this guy's teaching me how to say nineteen in in, in German. Shouts to Jakob on Open Gym being like, oh, yeah, I know he's oh, really yeah, into it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was a you know, First of all, the last Open Gym episode, if you haven't seen it already, Elite Vibes is longer than usual, 30 minutes. Um, but it had Yacht coming back to Toronto, which was good. It had Pascal and Scotty at All-Star, yep. which was great. Pascal and DeMar at All-Star, which was great. That was that was That was awesome. Thing. Um, you have, has, you had Demar being and producing the show <laughs> yeah. on air. Well, excellent stuff. Okay, a little shades of Alex Wong there. Um, but yeah, no, he also had a very underrated clip where uh, you know head of PR Jennifer, uh, Jennifer Quinn was was talking to Jakob about sort of how he wants his name pronounced, 
And then Jakob was like, oh, Herbie, right. I know he gets really into it. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, man, salute to Herbie, man. Listen, it's important to pronounce hey. people's names right, man. Just because you come in the studio and I call you Big Jakob, like, that, that shouldn't be the case, you know? Hey, listen, establishing a brand, that's a big thing. Oh, he's got Shots a brand for Herbie. sure, man. No, that's a, that's a day one legend right there. Yeah. Um, well, but speaking of the, the new rotations, okay, so what, do you, what did you make of Gary's role off the bench? Um. Yeah, I think I think a little bit of it is him still getting in rhythm, mm, but I okay. I do think that you know he comes in and he understands his role, and I think there were a couple opportunities like I was looking at that second quarter rotation where they had uh, Scotty at the point, Gary, OG, Thad, and Jakob, mm. and so I think that's where maybe there were a bit more opportunities offensively, yeah, uh, even for him. And I think there were actually a couple of times where Gary did a good job driving and kicking. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I think that's where, I don't know if people were surprised that the ball got to them. Um, but oh. <laughs> I think there was a catch and shoot uh, opportunity a couple of times that yeah. uh, w- wasn't taken. And so I think those are things that uh, should come with familiarity and just having that those rotations play consistently, mm-hmm. which is obviously a thing that you're just hoping for. You don't expect because... The health with this team has just been what it is. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, if it can just nail down stable rotations and everyone knows when they're coming in and when they're coming out, I think that'll go a long way in, you know, greasing the wheels uh, for those secondary units offensively. Yeah. yeah I, I don't think, by the way, I mean, obviously, like, I'm a big proponent of, like, you know, just do your job, right? Yeah. I, I don't want to hear about it. To be, <laughs> that if I were ever a boss of anybody, that would be my response. Uh, right. It wouldn't be a good boss. Um, but I, I think it's, it shouldn't go without being recognized that this is a, you know, a contract year for Gary and he's willingly gone to the bench for the second time now. Yeah. First time went to the bench was super professional about it. Uh, stayed really focused, gave really great answers, very insightful, played his role hard, produced same thing last night as well. Um, the five threes was awesome. I think there are small concessions you got to give him. Like I thought it was interesting at the end of the first quarter, Fred had the ball with the shot clock turned off and he was just like, Gary, here you go. 20 seconds, just create, right? Do whatever you want in this scenario. Yeah. Right, and all Gary got was a pull-up three contested on, against Andre Drummond, and it missed. And it the only good thing was that it killed all of the clock, so there was no you know chance to counter. Um, sorry, I'm, I'm so, <laughs> football brain. <laughs> I'm, I'm worried about the counters, man. Um, it's like a good corner, okay. If you, as long as you don't concede to, to to Salah on the counter, you're good. Yeah, uh, you know all about that. But um, sorry, it's I, I, hey, can, I can only listen, sign her from years past this, this, anymore. This is- this is what we do. Yeah, I know. Congrats on the Carabao Cup, by the way. Maybe it was just Alex it to just you took off his headphones on air. Um, yeah, as if he's listening. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. He's producing at home for sure. All right, but um, no. But seriously though, like you, you got to give them some of these reps where it's just like, okay, you got to create something out of this, right? Yeah. And and generate some of the offenses. And listen, the more aggressive that he is, the more defense is going to converge on him. Then you'll have those chances to pass, right? Uh, and of course, you would ideally like for him to be Mono Ginobili off the bench and do all that other stuff. But we know that's not what Gary is. No. He's been asked to be a finisher, but now he's asked to be a finisher and a creator. And I thought he did his role really well. I mean, even last night when you're having him on the floor at, to close out the game, yes, it was in part for his, for his offense, and he made two clutch free throws and a clutch three for you last night in the fourth quarter. But I thought it was also important that, like, look, if you're on the floor, Nick has to trust you defensively. And Gary came up with two steals um, in the fourth quarter. Both, I think, against Zach Levine on drives. And it's like, that's not an easy job guarding Zach Levine in the fourth, but you entrusted him to do that. And yeah, you know, I thought he played his role well. The next step for me is how do we get Precious, who was playing really well in January, um, to get back to being productive, but in a bench role? Because the last four games, since he has been relegated to the second unit, 
Precious Achua is averaging 6.8 points, 4.5 rebounds on 38% shooting from the field. He was doing really well for a stretch there as a starter, and then Jakob came in and then sort of pushed him off that role of being the center there. What do you think is going on with Precious? Because I, I haven't really been impressed by, by him on either end since going back to the bench. Yeah, I think with him, I'd probably give a similar answer to Scotty, okay. where I'd say, hey, don't worry about the offense. Mm. If you have that defensive intensity and energy, the rest will come. Okay. And that's where I feel like he's been a bit slow, a, a step slow defensively. Sure. And especially, uh, you know, contesting at the rim, I don't think he's recognized the danger um, and like just basic, like, you know, stop the ball. Uh, yeah, as yeah. opposed to, you know, and that's the thing. I wouldn't even call it like a selfish where he's like too weird about his own man. Um, I, I, I just don't think he's made the right choice mm. in terms of just like getting over and helping and then trusting that your teammate will cover for you. Uh, so I think just little things like that will make a difference protecting the, the rim inside. And yeah, I, I think we've seen plays where, you know, if he gets the opportunity to uh, attack a closeout, off a kickout, mm -hmm. then he can be successful. And I think opportunities offensively where he is looking to actually create. Yeah. Uh, and it's not off, you know, someone's uh, primary action, then he struggles. And so I, I think those are situations where he can just look to reset the offense, look for that, you know, mm -hmm. quick pass back and then get into position. Uh, I think those are the little things that he can change. But... I do trust that he'll come uh, come back to form. I, I do think that, you know, it's been an up and down season for him. Mm -hmm. um, on the whole, it's probably been a down year when you look at expectations after the way he finished off last season. Yep. Uh, but I do think defensively, his potential, uh, he has consistently met that potential. Right. Uh, and so to me, this is just a little slump and he should get back to it. Yeah, no, I think that is the hope. Um, and, and, the reason I'm disappointed is because he had set the bar pretty high, right? I, there was a stretch there, you know, obviously he was coming back from injury and he was only playing like 10 minutes a game or like five minutes a game. When he started playing consistently over 10 minutes and he got back into his conditioning, he had a stretch there for 19 games where he averaged 11, uh, 13 points per game, uh, eight rebounds, assists, a block, a steal, shooting 56% from the field and 34% from, from three. And I had gotten really used to that. I was like, the pressures looked really promising, right? He, he had yeah. a lot of great contributions. A lot of for that sure. was him playing center, obviously, with the group, with the starting group, where there's so many creators available for him. But the same that he was just playing really well, right? And so I'm looking for that same play, but off the bench. And I think that there is an adjustment period there, too, because, um, you know, similar to what we just said about Gary in terms of, like, okay, he's he's gone to the bench for a second time now, has to continue to be productive. Precious, ever since becoming a Raptor, has been shuttled in and out of the starting lineup. Oh, someone's hurt? Precious, you start. Oh, you don't have a center out there? Precious, you you play center, even though you're 6'8". You're the same height yeah. as some of these other guys. You're the same height as OG and Pascal, but go out there and Scotty, but you're playing center and, like, shifting them around and coming in and out of the group. And obviously, he had an injury for the first time in his career, and that took an adjustment to get back from. But I know there's a really good amount of production in Precious, and I think that he showed it recently, and I just want to see it continue because you get that off your bench now. You got Chris Boucher who, look, the offense is kind of random, but it always feels amazing. Yeah. Every time Chris hits a three, it feels like you won the lottery. Like, <laughs> like you did a little key, key 100%, note. man. You're like, you're like, oh, 10 bucks. Wow, nice. <laughs> you know, like, you know, obviously he's going to come up with some hustle plays in terms of like the blocks or like the, the dunks in transition. And now you add Will to that group too, and it's like all. And you have Gary as a score off the bench now. You have you have a really balanced lineup. Like Nick was able to go ten deep yesterday. He was even able to play Thad Young, 
Um, we're we're going to go to break, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reserve the last two minutes here for Thad Young. Uh, what did you make of, of Nick breaking him out yesterday and, and, and using him even though he had a full rotation? We've seen Thad not play in a lot of these games, but I thought he played decently outside of that third quarter heap, which I, you, everyone in the booth was, was bewildered. Yeah, the third quarter, you, you just don't... That's the thing. He's so smart that you just don't expect it. Exactly. Him, you right? never like, see any boneheaded plays from Thad ever. Yeah. And we saw one yesterday, but, you know... He, he's so. one of the highest IQ guys on the team. He's one of the most experienced uh, guys. I mean, he is the most experienced guy on the team. Yeah. Uh, and he's one of the most experienced guys in the league. Man. Yeah. There's probably like five, six guys in the league that have more experience. Exactly. So uh, that was just a surprise. And then, obviously, uh, he had the turnover early in the fourth, which... Yeah, he could show better awareness, but mm. I also thought, you know, that's something that your teammates have to be calling out when someone's sneaking up from behind like that. And so, uh, you know, I, I feel like there's equal blame to be placed there. But sure. outside yeah. of that, um, yeah, I think I think Thad brought what Thad usually brings and maybe what was different was that he got to play the four as opposed to, you know, usually coming in to play the five. And yeah. again, this is a benefit uh, of Jakob Pertl. And so... Um, yeah, I think he is someone who also keeps the offense in flow, right? Mm-hmm. Like he recognizes those situations where you need a quick reset um, and, you know, that initial action is denied and you can get into uh, that secondary action and, you know, second side and third side. And I think that's where he really comes in and is a beneficiary to the offense. Right. Um, I think, uh, again, when he gets the ball in the post, he knows when he has an advantage. Like right. you see those post-ups where... He's able to, you know, get get a shot off right underneath the basket, and so uh, guys also understand how to cut off of him. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, you know, that you know exactly what you are going to get when he steps on the court. Yeah, and there's real value in that off the bench when a matchup presents itself. Yeah, um, I, I love the Raptors playing on the post. You yeah. know, if it's Jakob in the high post, I like it. If it's Scotty in the high post, I like it. If it's Pascal in the post, I love it. That's our best play. If it's if that young in the post, I like. Even they gave OG the ball in the post yesterday. I liked it. I I do, I do think that that's another area where the Raptors can you know focus their offense directed more often. I mean, look, listen, you're not always gonna dump into the post and play from there. Like that's just not how modern basketball is played these days. But yeah, at the same time, it's um no, it, it's good. Yesterday looked cohesive, even though the first three quarters I was tearing my hair out, but the fourth quarter was lit. So uh, <laughs> we're gonna forget all about that. But uh, we're gonna you know take a break right here. But when we come back, we will talk about the newest Raptor, Will Barton. Made his debut yesterday. And uh, yeah, just, just look a little bit into his game. But for now, I've been your host, Willu, and you've been listening to The Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Have you checked out Bet Rivers yet? Download the Bet Rivers online casino and sportsbook app today. Get in the action this basketball season with thousands of betting options. Plus, don't forget about Bet Rivers Sportsbook award winning customer service. It's a whole new game with Bet Rivers online casino and sportsbook. Must be 19 plus, available in Ontario only. Please play responsibly. If you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Big guests and bigger opinions on everything happening in Leafsland. Real Kipper and Born. Be sure to subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. I'm your host, Wim Boo. Continue to be joined by Vivek Jacob. Um, only nine minutes left until kickoff. Yep. United, who are you guys playing? 
West Ham. West Ham. Wow. Excited, man. You excited? You excited to see Declan Rice pass laterally? The march to another trophy begins. Oh, wow. <laughs> this guy already talked about another trophy, man. <laughs> nah, congratulations, man. Congratulations. You see what happened with Ten Hag? That, that, oh, the little dance? No, the press conference after uh-huh. he took the trophy. Yeah. But at the end of the press conference, he forgot the trophy and started walking out. And then they reminded him. And then he came back to get it. But he's like, you know what? It doesn't matter because now it's, now we got to get the next one. Okay. See, this reminds me of when Masai was at the podium. <laughs> and he had the Larry O'Brien trophy on the table. And he yeah. was talking about how the Raptors were going to be Liverpool or United, man. <laughs> They're neither. To no. be clear, they're not. Yeah. Right now, they're Leicester City. I was just going to ask you what the... Oh, man. That's not nice, man. That's not nice, man. They got the one. Damn. So who's Vardy then? Pascal? I guess so. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. So Kante was, was Kawhi? Oh, man. Oh, man. That's, that's tough, man. That's Who was Morris? <laughs> anyway, we don't need a whole comp for Leicester City yeah. and Liverpool. No one wants to hear that comparison. We're here to talk about Will Barton, the latest Raptor who has signed with the Toronto Raptors. Look, I was not expecting anyone to sign on the bio market, were you, for the Raptors? No. Uh, and especially, you know, when you look at the role that Jeff Doughton seemed to be carving out for himself, mm-hmm. I, I just figured this was it. And it was like the conversation was more so, can yep. Doughton keep this up to the point where maybe you do have him on your playoff uh, roster, right? Mm -hmm. Because obviously two ways aren't eligible. So uh, that was more of the conversation. And so this kind of came out of nowhere. Um, But I think he is obviously a piece that can help. Mm -hmm. I think that, uh, you know, for his career, he's 37% shooter. So uh, I think that's going to be a big help. I think his ball handling uh, when he comes in and gets those reps is going to be important. And, you know, I I think you see... Even though he's been around for 11 years, he's got some pop off the bounce, right? And yeah, so yeah, yeah. He's still got some juice. They called him Will the Throw for a reason. Mm. And so I think uh, he's going to be a useful addition. And, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. No, I mean, look, clearly, um, you know, he was in Denver for a very, very long time. Yes. And then he was traded to Washington this past offseason. Um, and it wasn't a fit for him in Washington, right? And it was like, okay, so yeah. then he got bought out. That's why I wouldn't read too much into his numbers in Washington. Sure, yeah. Continue. yeah. No, but then I was like, oh, yeah, I guess he didn't do well in Washington. Then I looked with the numbers, and I'm like, you tell me you shot 38% from three in Washington, and he scored 7.7 points per game off the bench? That's a good Raptors bench player. <laughs> like a bad Wizards bench player is a good Raptors bench player in my book. So, not, I mean, look, I, I think there is definitely a track record. I think, you know, with everybody who comes over from Denver, you're like, okay, how much of that was just a beneficiary of of, of playing with, uh, with uh, you Nikola know, Jokic. Nikola Jokic? Um, you know, one of your is he your favorite Joker or is your second favorite Joker? He's your second favorite second Joker. Favorite. Yeah, yeah, I know because you you multi sports. <laughs> you actually you every sport to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but seriously though, like it, there is that aspect, and of course you always wonder about that. But at the same time, like I just think that um, he's clearly a very experienced player he has a diversified skill set he can get his own basket um you know but he can also catch and shoot for you a little bit from three but he knows what to do really and um you know i, I again i was surprised because i i just didn't think that toronto was like um it's just not a place really where people come for buyouts that often we've seen it more recently with, with jeremy lynn and um in 2019 and we also saw it with jason thompson um a couple years before that but you know, I think that probably gets you to be a little bit cautious of like, okay, buyouts aren't necessarily such a sexy thing. But at the same time, I do think there is a potential fit here. 
And it was interesting to hear from Will Barton in terms of uh, why he signed with uh, the Toronto Raptors. Yeah, it was some other teams I was considering. Um, I had a good relationship with Earl Watson. He was my uh, veteran. I was a rookie at Portland, so I have a very good relationship with him. Um, I talked to uh, Nick Nurse briefly, and um, I just felt like it was a good opportunity. This is a good team. I feel like I come in and bring some leadership, um, some versatility, some bench playmaking and scoring, and, um, you know, just a lot of energy. So, shout to, to Earl Watson. You remember Earl Watson on the Blazers? I do not. Yeah. But I, I remember how excited we got about Jason Thompson knocking down wide open corner threes in practice and thinking that might be something. Oh, yeah. That, well, that was during a time where the Raptors had a dearth of, like, a power forwards. <laughs> um, so I suppose this is at a time where the Raptors had a dearth of bench guards. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, it's interesting because I, I think that, you know, for a guy like Will, like, you know, you would consider some other, like, guaranteed playoff team. Let's just say that. Like, let's be nice to the Raptors. They're, they're not that right now. Um, come calling. But, you know, he, he chose to stay, uh, come here. And, and I, I guess, man, Earl Watson must be a really good people person. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is like this is like 10 years ago we're talking about this. No, I mean, I think that seems to be the consensus with Watson that, mm-hmm. you know, he is a relationship builder and he is someone that connects with the players. And so uh, I do think, you know, this is very much a, a who you know business. Yeah. And so when you establish those relationships, there can come a time where it can be beneficial. Mm-hmm. And this seems to be the case here. I mean, Will Barton got here pretty quick. And then got in the game pretty quick, too. Well, they asked him about, yeah, you were just, I mean, you were there. But uh, the, the scrums were like, you know, you, you got here pretty quick. And he's like, yeah, you know, as soon as I got the call from the agent, I got on the flight. I'm like, were you just waiting at the airport <laughs> with a jet ready to go? Like, I don't, there's no way. But anyway, it, it, I'm happy that he's he's here. Um, yeah, by the way, Earl Watson played 24 games with the Portland Trailblazers in one season in 2013-14. So it's not, I mean, I, don't, I didn't remember that he was a Blazer either. But in that 24 games that he got into, like, uh, I mean, or that, that one season he spent with Will, I mean, he, he clearly left that impression. So that's nice. Um, I think there's always that question in terms of, like, you know, if he signs here, if it's not necessarily for to chase a championship, it's probably to at least reestablish his value as a player because he is obviously yep. heading into a contract year as every buyout player is. And this is what Will Barton had to say about in terms of what he's looking for in terms of playing time. Definitely, you know, some playing time to, you know, keep proving myself, but also just to um, impact winning. I know we're trying to make a push to get into the playoffs. So it's just, you know, trying to find a balance and a mixture for both. Yeah. Um, do, do you see that spot for playing time with him on the roster? I think so, uh, just because he fills a need, right? And I think we know the three-point shooting mm-hmm. is weak on this team. We know that currently... The three main shooters are Fred, OG, and Gary. Yep. And if anybody gets hurt, we just have two shooters in that game. Yeah. And so to stabilize that a bit, obviously that's what uh, Otto Porter Jr. was initially signed for. Right, right. Uh, But now if you have Will Barton to sustain that a little bit, um, and, you know, again, you look look at balancing the roster a bit better – Juancho Hernan Gomez at this point of the season was obviously excess. He wasn't mm-hmm. going to get in games. And so you now have this option, which Nick Nurse seems excited to use. Yeah. And so I, I do think he will get his share of opportunities, especially coming up against, you know, a Washington and Denver team that he has some familiarity with. Yeah. No, they're, they're playing Washington and Denver, his two previous teams, in addition to Portland. Um, 
but they're playing Washington Denver five times in the next like month. Yeah. So um, it, it, it'll be interesting for him. Um, I'm sure you'll hear a great round of applause when we go to Denver as well because um, he was a fan favorite there. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think, you know, look, on, on paper, it's like, okay, yes, the rotation's going to have to extend pretty deep here. Like yesterday, we saw 10 guys in the rotation, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and Will got in there, and he only got four minutes last night. You know, if he's playing more minutes, obviously he's eating minutes off of some of the other guards on the team, Gary, who's already being sent to the bench, so you don't want to take up too much of his minutes. And, of course, like Fred and, and even OG and, and Scotty to some degree. Um, but at the same time, as we know, the Raptors aren't going to stay healthy consistently. Like, you know what I mean? It's just the reality of the league right now. Like, people are going to come in and out of the group. And I think that the nice thing for me is, like, when the Raptors have the injuries and they go from having three shooters to two shooters and we go from making, you know, double-digit threes to, like, single-digit threes and it's almost impossible to win the league nowadays, you have entire you have players who hit double-digit threes, like, every week. Yeah. Right? By themselves. So if you, as a team, can't even hit, like, double-digit threes, like, I, I do feel like you just need more depth of shooters. Exactly. So the opportunity is going to present itself when guys come in and out of the group. Um, but, no, I'm happy for Will. He got his first practice in today. Um you know, and um, yeah, I think for him joining the Raptors too, I think he also feels like there is something to chase for here. It's not just obviously, okay, look, um, you know, the Raptors aren't guaranteed a playoff spot. They're not even guaranteed a playing spot just now. But at the same time, there is still, according to Will, a respect for the Raptors across the league in terms of the Raptors being better than the record. Oh, yeah, Wancho is great. We all love Wancho. Um Nah, that's a great guy. <laughs> oh, for sure. Uh, they have so much talent. Um, you know, that starting five, and then you had Yaka uh, Pirtle, and now bringing Gary out the bench. Um, you know, it's just a lot of firepower. So I just wanted to add any depth I could to this team. Um, definitely a team that is better, way better than their record. Uh, everyone knows that around the league. Very talented, well-coached, uh, well-run uh, organization. So... Hopefully we can just keep getting wins and have our record better and get to the playoffs. Yeah. Who asked that question, B? <laughs> I did. <laughs> I love how I'm just playing your answers yeah, to your questions it. on the show later on it. into that day. So um, it was all part of the plan. Yeah. But, you know, again, I, th- I think this speaks to uh, the reputation that the Raptors have now as an organization, um, the respect that they have for their playing style as a group that plays extremely hard. Yep. And also, you know, for Nick Nurse. And he talked about wanting to grow that relationship with Nick and uh, what he came to expect playing against Nick. Mm-hmm. And so looking looking forward to being a part of that and trying to do that against other teams. So, yeah, I, I think he looks at this team and says, you know, as a vet, once you make the playoffs, it's... You know, ball goes up, you're competing. Yeah. And so he sees an opportunity with this team. He thinks the starting five is great. And especially now, moving Gary to the bench and those options that you have off the bench with Chris and Precious and now him. He obviously has a level of belief that he can contribute to a winning team. And if you're Will Barton as an 11-year vet, that's what you're trying to showcase to teams come the summer, right? That you can contribute to a winning team. Yeah, and he's been part of winning teams. I mean, like, yeah. uh, obviously he was in Denver for a long time, but, you know, Denver's been very successful, and he, he's been a big, um, he's been a strong rotation player for them. He started, come off the bench, stuff like that. Um, yeah, I, I think for me, I'm just looking at the, the, the lineup on paper, and I'm like, you have Gary and Will as your playmakers off the bench, two guys who can 
get their own shot, but also can catch and shoot a little bit. Um, you know, you have your two hustle bigs. You have Thad if you want to put him in there in the right matchup as like a playmaking four. Yep. Like all of a sudden that bench group feels much more substantive. Like if you look down the bench, you could like, okay, somebody can come give me something different or they can replace something that the starters were doing, right? So no. to that point, yeah. just quickly, I think one of the biggest weaknesses before was that you you had no choice to ask certain guys to like step out of their box and give you just what was required in that game. Yeah. And so when they didn't do that, it was like, hey, the bench has failed. Mm-hmm. But now I think you have a bit more of, you know, uh, variety off mm-hmm. the bench. And so automatically now when a game is demanding certain things, you actually have a piece that fits what's being asked. Right. And so I think that's the big thing that will be helped now with the bench. Yeah. No, I mean, you're absolutely right. We have we have guys who have actually done it. Although I, I got to say, I feel a little sick for, for Jeff Dowden. A little sick. You got yeah. assigned to the 905, by the way, again. Yeah. I mean, it's tough for sure. I guess this That's, is what the league is. It really is. is. Like, you reality. might think you might have a little bit of something, but you really don't. Like, no, and there's no guarantees. Yeah. No, I mean, she has a two way, obviously, but like, you know. Man. Yeah. The, the reality of the league is tough, but uh, I think all you, you can do is control what you can control. Mm. And I don't think there's any question that Jeff Doughton, when he got the opportunity, yeah. made the most of it. Got you, yeah. And hopefully, you know, teams look at that, everyone looks at that and respects what he brought to the table. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he can carve out a role for himself in the NBA. Yeah. Um, Same for Wancho. Yeah. Um, Good dude. Really good dude. Uh, I'm I'm sure you had lots of conversations with Wancho or talking to him in the locker room or whatever. Like, everything I heard about Wancho, really good dude. I mean, when they went to that... um, the, the one of their you know team events was to visit a sick kids hospital, and apparently Wancho was just like so good with all the kids, and yeah. apparently he's like a big kid at heart. Um, so obviously like the production on the court, obviously that's ultimately what we we're looking for. Um, you know that wasn't necessarily there, although he did start a fair number of games. Um, but yeah, no, he's just a good dude. So I, I'm just wishing him the best of luck, man. That's all. Yeah, and, and super sincere. Yeah, like. Anytime I had a conversation with him, first thing was like, hey, how are you? And like, he's like, actually, like, it's a concerted effort. The bar is on the floor (laughs) for professional athletes. I I know that sounds like a regular, like, you know, whatever, but the bar is on the floor for athletes. I mean, I think a lot of times with these athletes, when we come to have conversations with them, it's almost like they assume the role of just like, hey, this is transactional. Like, you're just here to like, get your quotes and we'll move on. Sometimes it is. And it, it is what it is, but to you know sense that sincerity from him it, it was always there he was always a very genuine person yeah um and so i think that's what came off when the raptors had these community events and mm. so i think when he's interacting uh with with the kids at, at sick kids hospital when uh they've had other events that's just naturally a part of who he is right there's no faking it with any of this and right. so um i think that just speaks to how he was raised and the type of teammate he is as well, right? Like, yeah. if he's on the bench, you, you never heard anything about uh, complaints or frustration or anything like that. When he was on the floor, he played super unselfish basketball. And Arguably too unselfish sometimes. You know, he yeah. wouldn't take some of those threes, which the Raptors Possibly. definitely needed. Yeah. But um, no, it, it's in keeping with his character, man. Yeah. So, yeah, shouts to him, and hopefully he can get an op- another opportunity. Yeah. Um, which, by the way, I was so the Raptors had... 
um, one reporter here who is consistently going to games who who uh, covers for a Spanish outlet and for a Spanish-based audience. And so, you know, he would always keep tabs on Wancho and ask Nick about Wancho. And I was talking to him, and he was like, well, at least Wancho has like a day here where he can sign to potentially still be eligible for EuroLeague. So maybe the timing did sort of coincide well with that. Right. Um, but who knows? We'll see. Um, yeah, and I think it is important to do right by the players. No, in, of course, of course. Regard, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like if, yeah. if that is a window that's possible for him, then I I think it's good that you've timed it the way that you yeah. No, we had we had played that clip accidentally earlier, but we there is a clip that we have where OG describes what what it was like playing with Wancho. Oh yeah, Wancho is great. We all love Wancho. Um, Wancho's a great guy. He's super funny, super cool, just a great guy. Mm. Um, so hey, listen, we've run out of time to talk about the Pascal y- Scotty Yak front court, man. We just did five <laughs> minutes on what a good dude Wancho was, but, but hey, he man. was a good guy. He really was. Look. If you if you can get more than three words out of OG, then you you did something right. So yeah. Wancho, respect. Good for you, man. OG had a lot of good things to say about you. Yeah, a promising career as an actor. How much more Wancho gear stuff do we have? You have your favorite Wancho moment from this season? From this season? Yeah, we have one minute until we have to close the show, so um, I'm buying this time. I don't know if it's specifically a moment, but when Wancho started with that. Yeah, the chemistry that they had. Right. Um, I thought that was some some really fun basketball. Uh, and I think, again, you talk about team basketball and like the way they played off of off of each other, uh, was fun to watch for that yeah. brief stretch. Well, they, they were teammates with the Spurs. Yeah. yeah, and so I think, you know, it, I believe that that was the stretch when Pascal was out, and so yeah, right. Uh, I think, uh, you know, that is probably. Uh, my best memory of Wancho. Got you. Got you. Well, we've had enough time, V. Um, yeah. yeah. How's the game going for you? Are you watching on your screen? Yep. No, no. All Six right. Six minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it, man. You're a sickle like me because I'm, I'm about to watch Liverpool play Wolves for like the 10th time yep. uh, in the last couple months <laughs> here. So, no, nah, that does it uh, for us on the show today. I've been your host, Willu, and you've been listening to The Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Make sure you find The Raptor Show wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe and please rate and review the show. A reminder, we're streaming live on Sportsnet's YouTube channel and airing live on Sportsnet 360, Monday to Friday from 2 to 3 p.m. Big thanks once again to Bavek Jakob. All right, sorry, we got to change your name. With, 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 we're with, changing with, it up, all right. All right, with, with, with Pertle here. Uh, right, our board producer, Derek Brandeo, busy at work training the next generation, and uh, Jennifer Olnick for helping us with the YouTube stream. We'll be back tomorrow.